This past two-week span, the T-Birds finally crossed the 34-game halfway point of the season, which means a wild stretch of games is on the horizon these final two months. But before that, let's give out some unofficial first half of the season awards. Then, we check in with one of the top performers for the Seattle Thunderbirds this season to get his take on how the team is progressing. It's all ahead on another episode. T-Birds fans, let's fly! You're listening to Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. Join us every other week for interviews with your favorite T-Birds players, conversations about how the team is doing, fan stories, and more. And now, here's Tyler. Welcome back, T-Birds fans, to another episode of Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Can you believe it? We're almost through January. We are a almost a 12th of the way through 2024 already. It's hard to believe, but time is just flying by, as is this Seattle Thunderbirds season. The T-Birds now up to 39 games played, which we are in, which means we are in the home stretch of the 2023-2024 season. Still lots of hockey to be played. The T-Birds going to be in a playoff chase here the rest of the way. Excited to to chat with you more about that as we go into the final two months of the season. But a busy episode here on the Let's Fly podcast. A couple of housekeeping things before we jump into it. A reminder, news, team updates, Everything you need to know about your Seattle Thunderbirds, you can always find online at seattlethunderbirds.com. Social media, Seattle Thunderbirds on Facebook and Instagram, Seattle T-Birds on X and Snapchat. Make sure you follow along there so you get all of the great content coming out from the Seattle Thunderbirds organization. Busy show today. Another jam-packed episode. Thanks for hanging with us here as we got uh, through the first couple of weeks of January. Today, we are handing out first half of the season awards. Uh, So we'll get to that in just a little while. We're back with another player interview. I don't want to spoil the surprise, but it is our mid-season MVP. So if you think you've already guessed it, you just have to wait and find out. But before we jump into the rest of the episode here, I want to put out a reminder, you can text the podcast at 253-656-6618. Going to jump into our mailbag here as we start our episode. Text in again to the show at 253-656-6618. Last episode, we counted down the top 10 moments of Seattle Thunderbirds for the Seattle Thunderbirds in 2023. A lot of responses to this episode. Loved some of the feedback. Got a couple of texts saying, Brandon, comeback game should have been higher on this list. I know, what are you going to do? You win a championship, you make it to the Memorial Cup final. It's hard to put this season's games above that. But yeah, Brandon game was a big part of the 2023 year. Also got a text in, Thomas Milich winning WHL goaltender of the year should have been on there. I agree. You know, you got 10 spots, only so much you could put on there. I wanted to do a, a honorable mention section. Just didn't, it just didn't end up happening, but I totally agree. Thomas Milich probably, I've said this a couple of times, there's a couple of players and a couple of people that have. Probably nobody had a better 2023 than them. Thomas Millich is probably at the top of that list. Winning WHL Goaltender of the Year, winning WHL Championship MVP, uh, playing and, and winning gold for Team Canada at World Juniors, getting drafted in the NHL. Not a whole lot more you could add to the list that's missing from that list. So uh, absolutely agree. Would have put that one on there couple more texts into the show. This one coming in saying, okay, I've searched YouTube forever. Can you please send me the goal song title that Hoff referenced? 
Reese Hub is all I got. I'm not going to lie. That's all I got as well. We could not find the song that he has requested. Thankfully, he had another song he requested. We got it queued up and we got it rolling and uh, excited to uh, hopefully get to play that for Luca coming up here very, very shortly. The song is a German song called Peter Pan. We did have to censor part of the song because... You know, can't be uh, can't be playing some of that stuff in the in the Excesso Showware Center, but hopefully you get to hear his goal song very soon. Love the podcast. Loved Tyler wishing Doodlebutt a happy birthday over PA yesterday. Man, this is a that, that was a couple weeks old text there. Yes, happy birthday to Doodlebutt. That was probably the probably one of the best birthday wishes we've had at the uh, the arena in quite some time. Also. Another text coming in from this person. Also, do Ratzlaff and Mitchnik have goal songs? If not, what about a shutout song they deserve some tunes to? Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking about this now, and I'm, I'm looking back through my list of goal songs that we added at the beginning of, se- of the season, and uh, they're, they're, they were both Spencer and... Um, Scott submitted goal songs with the rest of the team. If I can find it here. Oh yes, here it is. Okay. And Mitchnik. Okay. Number one, Spencer Mitchnik put down the devil went down to Georgia as his goal song. So if we get a shout out from Spencer Mitchnik, you know what we have queued up in the arena ready to go. And then, um, Scott Ratzlaff, this is what you came for. That's his as well. Hopefully, I know some of you have caught this because I got a text in to the show as well uh, about this. Hopefully, you caught the little audio drop that we use when Scott makes a great save. We pulled the Michael Scott tagline from his video production for from the office. He has this moment at, at the end of one of his videos where his logo comes on and it goes, Great Scott! And we queued that up and uh, uh, shout out to our new in arena. He's official now. Our new in arena music director for the Seattle Thunderbirds, Ian. He does a great job now and uh, he helped us get that queued up. So if you've heard some new music coming in or you want to hear new music, you got specific songs you want to hear, text him in. I'll pass them along to Ian. Um, But he does a great job in curating our music and getting all of our cues set up for the night. So. I'm going to end with this. Somebody sent me a picture of a pretzel from the Accesso Showware Center that that doesn't really translate well over a podcast, but you know, it was an interesting text to get for sure. Thank you for your pretzel pick. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Got, it's a good looking pretzel. Yeah. So, once again, thank you to everybody who texted in the show, responded to last week. We'll have something for you to respond here later on during the episode. But again, as always, you can text in 253-656-6618. All right, let's jump into the last couple of weeks here for your Seattle Thunderbirds. Over the last few weeks, the record for the T-Birds since the last episode, T-Birds go 2-5 and five in the last few weeks here. A big moment for the team that we'll talk about in just a minute. They snap a nine-game winning streak with a big home win. And then they actually start a little little mini winning streak in there before uh, falling off a little bit again. But some exciting games at home over this stretch. Friday, January 5th taking on the Prince George Cougars, and then that Saturday, January 6th, at the Everett Silvertips. I'm not going to go into super detail because I want to get into our, our player awards here, but T-Birds welcome the Prince George Cougars, the top team in the Western Conference, to the Accessor Shower Center to open up 2024. And man, was this a great performance by the team. They lost 2-1, and it was it was disappointing for sure to not get the win at home, but they were in this game the entire way. They actually led 1-0 in the second in this one. Scott Ratzlaff, incredible performance by him, 33 saves on 35 shots on goal. 
Ty Young for Prince George, it, this was a goaltender battle. Great game by him as well. 38 saves on 39 shots. T-Birds actually outshoot the best offensive team in the Western Conference. But just not enough. Prince George gets a goal in the second and then a goal midway through the third. Seattle unable to come back, drop two to one. So they go on to lose that game. And then the winning, the losing streak continues on the road Saturday, January 6th. Drop on the road in Everett, four to two to the Silver Tips. Got a couple of days off. They go back out on the road, take on the Kelowna Rockets, a team that they will be jostling for in that middle position of the playoff picture but unable to get it done on the road against Kelowna as well, dropping by a final score of 5-2. to two. It extends a season-high nine-game losing streak for the Seattle Thunderbirds. I didn't want to go back and look at how far, but I can tell you we didn't lose nine games in a row last year. So a bit of a tough stretch for the team here. But man, did they pick the perfect way to cap it off and end that losing streak Friday, January 12th at home, taking on the Portland Winterhawks. Currently the third best team in the Western Conference, second best record in the U.S. division. Just a few points behind the leading Everett Silvertips. This one goes all the way to overtime, just the fourth overtime game for Seattle this season. And it was the second overtime win going back all the way to October when they won 3-2 to two in Calgary versus the Hitmen. This one didn't start out perfect for Seattle. They went down two goals in the first period, but they stormed back in the second. Simon Loveson scores a pair of goals just three minutes apart in the second period along with another goal. Scored at the end of the first, Seattle with a 3-2 lead. The teams would trade goals all the way through the third. Portland would get a game-tying goal early in the third period to tie it at four. That would hold all the way through regulation, but then 20 seconds into the overtime period, Coster Dunn gets his second of the game, the game winner. Seattle snaps the nine-game winning streak, winning 5-4 in overtime. Coster Dunn finishes with two goals and two assists. Simon Loveson, two goals as well as an assist. I had a chance to catch up with Simon after the game, talk a little bit about what it meant for the team to snap that losing streak at home and pick up the big overtime win against Portland. All right, Tyler here. I'm with uh, one of the big goal scorers tonight and T-Bird's uh, big overtime win against Portland, uh, Simon Loveson. Simon, a pretty exciting night for you guys, getting back in the win column and uh, you getting to play a big part in it. Yeah, I know it was a huge game for us. Uh, we, we really knew what we wanted to do and, and we, we showed up for the fans. The fans were great and it was good. Yeah, it's been, uh, been a little while since we got the last home win or uh, last win on home ice. Uh, how much more does it feel maybe to not only get the win, break a, a losing streak here, do it at home, but also do it against a team like Portland who's been really good this year and is, is going to be pushing for, for uh, finishing atop the West? Yeah, I know it was huge, especially at home. Uh, like I said, the fans were, were a big part of it. We, we really came in this game knowing what we wanted to do and, and sticking to what uh, makes us a great team. Five goals in your last five games. What's, what's been the approach? What's, you know, well, what's the focus right now for you and your game and your play when you go out there every night? Yeah, I know coming back from Christmas, I, uh, I told myself that I, I needed to take a step up for, for the team, and uh, I think I've been doing that. You know, it's just it's shooting more for sure. Uh, everyone tells me to do that, and I've, I've done that, so... It's working. Very cool. Do you, do you feel like uh, having some of the, the veteran players on the team too uh, and them instilling that confidence to just, man, you just got to keep putting the putts on the net. Has that had big impact for you having those guys on the team that have been through this, you know, championship cycle now and keep pushing you to, to just be confident in your, in your game? Absolutely. Yeah. Like the, the older guys, Pops and, and, and Ratsy and those guys, they, they're really helping the younger guys push through the hard times. We've, we've had a, a hard time uh, previously, but 
it's a big thing when you have vets who, who know what it feels like to win, and, and they instill that in us. So, obviously, a lot, lot of different things going on with the, the trade deadline passing and you guys kind of looking ahead towards the next couple of months here. But, like, what's the message by, by, by Matt and, and Coach Odette and, and the team there on, on what you guys are focused on just going out every night? Play how we play, the, the keyboard way. We, we, we're a four-check team. We, we do that. We, we, lay, we lay the bot, and it's working. It's what's going to work for us uh, in the upcoming games, and that's what we got to do. So Seattle get back in the win column with a 5-4 victory over the Portland Winterhawks. Have about a week off, a nice chunk of, of time off before they head back out onto the road to take on the Tri-City Americans. And for the first time in almost two months, the T-Birds hold a team to one goal or fewer. You have to go all the way back to November 22nd when they with a 2 nothing win versus the Kelowna Rockets. A masterclass performance by Scott Ratzlaff. 38 saves on 39 shots. T-Birds take an early lead in this one, and Scott never relinquishes it. Seattle go on to win on the road in Tri-City 3-1, and they go from a nine-game winning streak or a nine-game losing streak to a two-game winning streak and turn right back around, drive back home, to take on Tri-City again the next night, this time at home. The second matchup in as many nights between Seattle and Tri-City. Seattle with the early lead in this one. Welcome back to the lineup, Jordan Gustafson and Nico Majadovic. Great to have both of those guys back in the lineup producing for the team. Jeremy Hansel gives Seattle the early lead and Jordan Gustafson tallies for his first goal of the season in the first as well. But Tri-City would answer with a vengeance. They score four straight goals between the first and second periods. Seattle would come back and make it interesting in the third. They get goals from Nico Majadovic and Jordan Gustafson, his second of the game, Nico's first goal since returning to the lineup. But but ultimately, Seattle unable to find the final goal and drop this one by a score of 5-4. to four. A disappointing loss. I had a chance to catch up with the T-Birds captain, Jordan Gustafson, after this one to get his thoughts on the team's performance, what it means to return to the lineup, and getting on the goal on the scoring sheet for the first time this season. All right, Tyler back here. Tough uh, loss for the T-Birds tonight. Fall 5-4 to four at home against Tri-City. I'm here with uh, Jordan Gustafson. Jordan, tough night for you guys, man. You got to feel good about a couple of goals and getting on the score sheet, but at the same time, not the result you wanted. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely feels good to get started. Um, but, but yeah, um, not a great feeling in the room after. Um, it's not the result we want, and... Uh, we really need a bear down against against teams like this, um, against teams we're trying to catch in the standings. Um, but I think it's a game that we can learn a lot from, and uh, we'll I, I know we'll attack video next week and and, and learn from this game, um, and we'll be better because of it. What's the difference there in the that first period where you you came out and had a lot of uh, momentum and getting those back and forth uh, opportunities kind of felt like the game was up in the up in the air and then that second that second period uh, you know kind of got a little bit out of hand. What's that mentality going in this in into the locker room after a second period, knowing that you got a hold that you got to climb out of now in the third? Yeah, well, I think we talked about it um, after in, in our room. We we have a process and, and we have a game plan that, that we know works as long as we stick to it and execute it. And uh, in the second period, we, we shied away from it. Um, and, and the third, third period was a lot better. Third period, we, we stuck with it, um, weren't, weren't outcome focused and happened to get, get close to tying the game up. But uh, just got to do a better job of, of uh, sticking with their game plan in the second. A lot of guys uh, chipping in, contributing here over the last couple of months. Now you come back, Nico's back in the lineup, gets a goal tonight as well. How much weight do you think that there is for you guys knowing that, that you want to contribute each night, not even just you know leadership-wise, but just getting puck in the back of the net to help this team be successful? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a, lot, a lot more fun being on the ice versus watching it from up top. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think we all kind of, especially the older guys, we – we take a lot of uh, weight on our on our shoulders as as older guys in the in the Western League normally normally tend to do. 
um, but we just we just want that that winning feeling in the locker room after. Um, I I believe that when our team's going, anybody can can be the uh, can can be the player of the game, or anybody can can dictate a game um, on any given night, and uh, we just, we just need to get to that point um, so that we start start winning hockey games. Two two goals tonight, and and still don't get a star it's just like what man what do you got to do to to hit that next level or what what do you got to what is that motivating for you to say like man i'm gonna go out and score three tomorrow and four the next night <laughs> no i've i've never really focused on the stars i think i think if you start worrying about stars of the game then you kind of mentally start to go sideways so definitely no 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 even thought about that um just wish we would have we got the win there is the, the thing that that weighs me down more Spoken like a true captain. Thanks for your time, Jordan. Thank you. So after playing back-to-back nights against Tri-City, Seattle adds one more game on the weekend at home, Sunday, January 21st, taking on the Wenatchee Wild. This one, unfortunately, got out of hand for Seattle. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this one. I did not enjoy calling nine goals for the opponents upstairs, but that's what you have to do. Seattle unfortunately drops this one nine to three. They got a couple of goals late, but unable to really get anything going. Some tough, tough opportunities. Wenatchee, Seattle out shooting Wenatchee for most of the first period and into the second, but Wenatchee taking advantage of their chances. And two teams who looked pretty evenly matched through the first part of this game. This one went the Wilds way. Seattle, after snapping the losing streak, back on a two-game losing streak as of right now, where they sit. Seattle, 14-23-2 on the season with 30 points. They're seven points back of the final spot in the Western Conference standings, but with five games in hand on the Tri-City Americans. Tri-City with more losses than Seattle. In fact, the number eight and seven teams on this list with one more loss than the T-Birds this season. So Seattle with some opportunities and some games in hand. Despite some tough competition coming up on the schedule, they do have those games in hand and getting some of those players back in the lineup like a Nico Majadovic, like a Jordan Gustafson could make the difference here in the second half for the season. All right, so we are going to transition here into our main topic for today. We're going to hand out some mid-season awards. I know what you're saying. Tyler, we're not midway through the season. We're in it's January 25th. Look, if you look at the the numbers, Tebers have played 39 games this season. 34 games is the official halfway point of the season for all teams, but all teams don't hit that point at the same time. Right now, the T-Birds are just past their halfway point. So we're going to highlight some of the players that have stepped up, performed, contributed here in the first half of the season for the team. And I put a little spin on this. We are going to highlight and give out seven awards. And each award corresponds a classic rock song that you will hear us blast throughout the Accesso Showware Center on game nights. So let's start things off with the Sweet Child of Mine Award. I'm giving this out to the top rookie of the season. The Sweet Child of Mine Award goes to a player who's a fourth-round pick by Seattle in 2022. He's playing his first-ever games in the WHL this season at just 16 years old, and yet so far he leads the team with 12 goals, fifth-highest on the team in points. The Sweet Child of Mine Top Rookie Award goes to Antonio Martirana with 12 goals, 11 assists for 23 points on the season. Again, his 12 goals leads the team, and he's been a real contributor, really helping this team succeed and perform and achieve in the games where they desperately needed goals. He's provided some big ones. So way to go, Antonio. Keep up the great work. Our top rookie Midway through the season here. Moving on. Award number two. This one is the Shoot to Thrill Award. 
I'm giving this one to the player on the T-Birds team who has taken the most shots so far this season. So this is a statistic-based award. This player has taken 105 shots, leading the way for the T-Birds. He's currently third on the team in points with 25 on nine goals and 16 assists. The Shoot to Thrill Award, a player who has helped the team that needs to take more shots to be aggressive, go at goal. The Shoot to Thrill Award going to Eric Allery. Allery acquired by Seattle back in October, just after the season started from the Moose Jaw Warriors. Again, nine goals, 16 assists, and leading the way for the team with 105 shots. Eric Allery, the Shoot to Thrill top shot taker for the T-Birds so far this season. Up next, award number three. Awarded to somebody who never shies away from dropping the gloves. This is the Don't Fear the Reaper Award. And there's a lot of players that I could give this award to. We've got some guys who will step up and defend their teammates and get their team pumped up and energized. But no one quite like Bryce Pickford. Bryce Second most on the team in fights based on what I could calculate. That's not a stat that uh, the league tracks. But what I could count up for this season, second most on the team. And if you have seen Bryce Pickford drop the gloves, he he has had some big, big moments at the Accesso Showwear Center this season. Just making guys look silly. Like, why would why would you even try to go at it with Bryce Pickford? He's a six-foot defenseman, really, really good build, but he moves. He's got the, the hands that move like a, like a young Mike Tyson. So it's, it's, uh, there, there's a lot of awards that I could give Bryce Pickford. He's an awesome teammate. He's, he works hard. But Bryce Pickford taking the Don't Fear the Reaper Award, bringing the energy to the Excesso Shower Center. Every game night. All right. Next up, this is going to be a dual award. It's awarded to two players. I picked the two top performers returning from last year. So the team, big turnover on the team this year, but we've had a couple of players come back and be top performers for the team this year. It is the Boys Are Back in Town Award. Two players I'm giving this one to. First off, 102 shots is the third most on the team this season, but for a defenseman, it is impressive. With nine goals and 23 assists on the season, I'm giving one of these awards to Sawyer Minio. Sawyer had an amazing offseason getting drafted. I'm so excited. I, I got to do an interview with him. It'll air in a couple of weeks here on the podcast, but... Sawyer's been a perfect addition and, a, and bringing a lot of the things and the qualities that this team needs. He's done an amazing job this season and is contributing offensively. And for a defenseman, that's a great addition for this team. So first award for the boys are back in town goes to Sawyer Minio. The second one, he may not have the stats, that he had last year. But as I highlighted during our game recaps, he is a big reason of why the T-Birds are winning or in some of the games that they win. A 3-4-2 goals allowed average and a 8-9-8 save percentage. Again, not as great as last year's stats. But Scott Ratzlaff, on average, is facing 31.5 shots per game. Last year, he was facing 25.8. That's almost six fewer shots each game. There are not nearly as many goalies in the Western Hockey League that are facing the shots like Scott Ratzoff is. And so the second of the Boys Are Back in Town awards go to Scott Ratzlaff. I'm excited to see what he can do here in the second half of the season. All right. Award number five. 
I'm not going to say the name of the award yet. I want to give some context for it. Because if you if you just take it without context, it, it sounds a little interesting. But this is a player. This is an award going to a player. I'm dreaming about an amazing second half of the season for. It is the Dream On Award. This player jumped out, had an incredible start to the season, seven points in seven games. Unfortunately, was derailed because of an early injury, but since returning already has a goal and an assist in his three games back. The Dream On, dreamy second half coming up player, Nico Majadovic. He was a second round pick by the Anaheim Ducks this offseason. Tons of potential there. Excited to see what he can do in the second half of the season. He knows there are opportunities ahead of him as well. And uh, so Nico is our is our dream on player who's going to do some cool things here in the second half. All right, we're down to the final two awards. <clears throat> First up, the Thunderstruck Award, which you could attribute to a lot of different things. But the Thunderstruck Award is <clears throat> I'm awarding to a player who has come out of nowhere, very much like Thunder and Lightning. It just... It comes out of nowhere. All of a sudden, it's here. This player was a second-round pick by Seattle in 2021. Last year, he played in four games, but just had two total points. This year, he's up to 15 points, 10 goals, five assists. The Thunderstruck player, I'm awarding this to Simon Loveson. Simon has, and, and just like Thunder and Lightning... Simon scores, there's a good chance he's going to score again. They've come in bunches for him. He can have those thunderstruck moments, which has been really exciting to watch. Can't wait to see how he continues to develop. But player who's come out of nowhere this season, the thunderstruck award going to Simon Loveson. All right, here we go. We've reached our final award, the team MVP through the first half of the season, also known as the Stairway to Heaven Award. And not just because <clears throat> Stairway to Heaven, you know, visions of on the track to greatness, but Stairway to Heaven, without a doubt, unequivocally, unarguably, the greatest, the GOAT classic rock song of all time. If you want to debate that, that's fine. Again, text line is 253-656-6618. But the MVP of Classic Rock, Stairway to Heaven, and the MVP for your Seattle Thunderbirds halfway through the 2023-2024 season, 10 goals, 30 assists for 30 points in 37 games. He's just eight shy of his career best from last year when he scored 13 goals with 35 assists and for 48 points in 66 games. He's going to eclipse that this year. And he's been an amazing leader for this team through this transition period, this transition year. The Stairway to Heaven MVP, Jeremy Hansel. Leading the way on the blue line for one of the top penalty kill teams in the WHL. And despite the team currently having a minus 42 goal differential, this is pretty shocking. Jeremy Hansel is only minus three, plus minus on the season. The team plays even with their competition when he's on the ice. Him and Sawyer are an incredible pairing for the team when they're on the ice. I think Sawyer is minus seven. Like to see those numbers continue, but they're just under. <clears throat> and for a team that's minus 42 on the season, for them to be a combined minus 10 when they're on the ice a lot. At the same time, a lot of great things that the defense has done, some up and some down performances. Leading the way, 10 goals, 30 assists for 40 points in 37 games. Jeremy Hansel, 
your stairway to heaven team MVP through the sec- first half of the season. And with that said, I had a chance to sit down and chat with the team assist or the team points leader through this point of the season. I got to sit down with Jeremy. We talked about how the team is doing, where things are at, what his off season was like. It's hard to remember and think back, but he had an elite performance last year. He led the WHL in plus minus, got drafted in the NHL, a dream come true for him. Lots of great opportunities ahead for this young man, but really exciting to get to talk with number four defenseman, Jeremy Hansel. Take a listen. Alrighty, T-Birds fans, excited to be back for another player interview here, and I've got one of the T-Birds best of the best. Excited to be sitting down with T-Birds number four defenseman, Jeremy Hansel. Jeremy, how's it going? I've been doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You guys have had a busy week here, uh, uh, coming off, technically had a game, a game that got postponed, so coming off a 1-0 and stretch right now the big win at home versus portland in overtime what's the what's the vibe right now in, in the locker room and uh excitement with everybody coming off the win yeah everyone's super super happy and excited about the win and you know kind of having a week to feel the win almost you know and we're getting guys back so like the mood in the room is, is just really really exciting oh that's that's awesome it was an exciting night i know it was exciting for you guys to be able to put that behind you and and put the the losing streak behind you and move forward and and start looking ahead at uh, at, at this next stretch here. So I want to go back a couple of uh, years here. You signed with the T Birds March twenty third of twenty twenty. Not a lot of people could say a lot of good things happened in March of twenty twenty, but you you being one of those people, can you just tell me a little bit about what the journey? has been like for you coming into junior hockey, playing for the Seattle Thunderbirds and everything that's kind of gone on the last couple of years? Yeah, so after I signed in 2020, like we had that COVID season kind of, so I, I had that to prepare for throughout the almost a year, I guess, before the season actually started. But yeah, it was, I don't know, it was a, a lot of work before the season. <laughs> Wanted to get myself ready for that. And I came down and, you know, everyone, everyone in the organization treated me well from the start. And it was just, it was really, it was nice. It was almost, it's like a second home. Now it's definitely like a second home, but even like my first year really felt like a second home and everyone really welcomed me in with open arms. And then it's just been, you know, put in the work after that every year after year, every summer throughout all the years. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun these past four years. Yeah. Well, I would say that nobody has probably had a better 2023 than Jeremy Hansel after everything that took place last year, uh, WHL champion, Memorial Cup finalist, leading the WHL in, in plus minus, and then going in and getting drafted into the NHL. Can you just take me through what was what was 2023 like for you and, and how, how, how life-changing was, was the last 12 months? Yeah, it was surreal. Like just playing on that amazing team with all those amazing guys, and I think they helped me push. Like they helped push me, and you know everything just kind of fell into place almost. And then winning the the championship was just uh, top two moments of my life. Honestly, I don't know, can't say top one because I don't. No, I can't really remember all my moments, but definitely top two. And you know, then going to the Memorial Cup and then going to the finals there and that was that was an awesome experience as well and then getting drafted like you said like that was another amazing day it was just super like it was just one of the best years i would think but it was just it was awesome all of every part of it was just awesome so take us through what it was like last june um going into going into the draft you know, a lot, lot was being talked about guys on the Seattle team and ended up being a, a record year for, for Seattle Thunderbirds in the NHL draft. But, but what was kind of going in, in, you know, through your head those first couple of days of the draft and then, and then of course, get, getting the call and, and getting your name called there um, in the sixth round? 
Yeah, like I was, I watched almost the the whole draft, just watching all the uh, all my buddies go in the draft and stuff. And then when I finally heard my name get called, it was just super exciting. I was was watching with my mom, and she got she, like she was just so happy. She was so excited, just jumping out of her seat. It was I don't know, it was just an awesome experience. And then you know, going into an off season, probably a little bit different too, because. Um, you know, because you, you get drafted, it's, it looks a little bit different maybe than it had the last couple of years, but, uh, what was, what was preparation for you? Like going into the 2023 season and spending July and August and, and September and everything that came with that and in, in preparation for a new year here, but at the same time, also kind of keeping an eye on your future and, and where you're heading at the next level. Yeah. Like you almost have to take another step in your off-season training when when that happens you're trying to you know prove to everyone that you know you deserve to be there you deserve to be in that spot and you just want to get yourself better for the next season prove yourself even more and like you know the grind never stops really you just you know there's always one extra step you got to take and so it's just it was a good off-season for me I had you know worked hard did a lot of stuff but it was you know going into the season I felt really prepared so I want to ask you about the mentality because I know that's a huge part of, of your game and, and the team's game, but you go into um, a year where there was a lot of expectations and a lot of pressure last season. Um, and then you come out of that on top in the WHL, get into the Memorial Cup final, and then the transition here the final, you know, into 2023 and 2024, there's a lot of roster turnover, a lot of new guys stepping up and having to take on roles. There's, I guess you could say a a little bit of that championship hangover still, still happening, but also maybe expectations by the rest, you know, people around and the rest of the league, knowing that you guys are going to drop off. How did you have to mentally approach what the season was going to be, what it could be and, and, and how you entered in as, as being kind of one of the elder statesmen and the, the, the older leaders on this team yeah like I almost had to think about it like we didn't win the championship last year and just think about it as like it's a a new year just think about our team don't have to think about anything last year it's a new season new team just think about how like personally I think our team is good like we have a really good roster and you know I I look at that I'm like "Oh, oh we got a good team like let's let's try to make a run for it this year like we won last year that was awesome but like it's a new year it's new mentalities so it's just like that's just the kind of mentality that I've had this year what would you say has been the biggest part of your game that you wanted to improve going into this season and and going into the opportunities that you were going to have but also knowing that you're not just playing now for for what's happening here but you're also playing for opportunities that you're going to get at the next level what what was the the area that you knew you wanted to and needed to improve the most in your game i think there was a couple i think really bearing down like defensively and making sure that like i like to play offense too but making sure that we give up less chances this year as opposed to you know playing the up and down game i'd, I'd rather give up less and take less offensively than, you know, have it go back and forth. I think that was a big one for me. And I think another one was leadership. Since I'm one of the oldest guys here now, I have to take on a bigger leadership responsibility. And so I've, I've really tried to improve that area a lot this year. Nice. So that, that's great to hear. And it sounds like you're, you're making some real steps. So, so I want to, want to kind of get past what 2023 was, cause it was great. And, and again, the, the amazing opportunity it was for you was pretty cool. But I'd have to say five days into 2024 probably had to top everything that happened in 2023, right? The bobblehead night. I mean, how many people can say that they have had, they've been a bobblehead that's been given away to, to 3,000 fans at a, at a hockey game? That, that must have been pretty exciting walking in and, and seeing that when they did the big reveal, yeah? Yeah, that was pretty cool, like, I've I've seen bobbleheads before. I have a couple back home, but you know, being a bobblehead, it's pretty exciting. It's it's different for sure, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. I think it was pretty fun. That's awesome. So, want to kind of close out our time and our our short interview here together with uh, giving T Birds fans a little bit of insight into 
Jeremy Hansel off the ice because we know who Jeremy Hansel is on, on the ice. He's a beast and he brings it every night and he's always looking for opportunities to contribute and get on the score sheet, but keep the team in it defensively as well. What, what's kind of the ways that you like to spend your time off the ice interests, activities, hobbies, like what, what, what do you like to do when you are not at the arena or at not prepping for the next game? Uh, not too much. Like, I'm at the rink a lot of the day, and then sometimes I like to just go home and take a nap before dinner or, you know, just kind of chill out. But sometimes, like, you know, hang, go hang out with guys, go watch a movie or go hit go hit the links, get some golfing in. I think that's mainly what I do. Like, there's not too, too, nothing too crazy that I do, but I'd say golf or just hang out with some of the guys. Nice. Okay. You are, like, the fifth or sixth interview we've done this year where, where somebody said like, yeah, I like to get my, get my time in on the course, uh, which is awesome. Uh, probably not a lot of time uh, during hockey season and the weather in Seattle doesn't always cooperate with getting to getting to play around. But uh, uh, any, any, uh, any good courses you've gotten to play while you're down here in, uh, in the Seattle area? Yeah, I've, I've played a few times actually. Uh, I know it just with some of the guys, but I'm not great, but it, I have fun, so it's, it's a fun time. Hey, if you're having fun on the golf course, that's uh, that's a, a stuff that a lot of us can't say that we do. I love golfing as well, but uh, you know, it's always the balance of: am I, is it going to be a fun day or is it going to be? A... Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk with us and, and get to know you, and uh, really excited for the second half of the season. Um, that uh, you're going to be one of the people helping lead this team on, and um, I'd agree with everything that you said. I believe this is a good team as well. And we're excited to see that here kind of the final three months of the season, as you guys chase down another, another year of uh, another year in the playoffs. Yeah. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you, Jeremy. So there you have it. Jeremy Hansel, number four, your current points leader for the Seattle Thunderbirds. But more importantly, the Stairway to Heaven team MVP through the first half of the season. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, transition a little bit here. We're going to take a look at what's coming up for the T-Birds on the schedule. A couple of big games over the next few weeks. Man, it has been a busy stretch for the T-Birds, and it only gets busier here. Four home games in the next 11 days. I had to look to make sure that was right because I just about fell out of my seat when I when I had initially wrote that down. But today is Thursday, January 25th. The T-Birds will play this Saturday, this coming Tuesday, the following Saturday, and the following Sunday. Four games in 11 days at home at the Excesso Show Wear Center. Again, it starts this coming Saturday, January 27th. When the Everett Silvertips come to town, rivalry game, it's going to be an exciting night, exciting week at the Excesso Showware Center because then it continues Tuesday, January 30th, when the T-Birds take on the Prince George Cougars, the top team in the Western Conference. It's another two for Tuesday at the Excesso Showware Center, which means you get two for one tickets, two for one beer. And $2 select concessions are at the Excesso Showware Center. After that, <clears throat> we just finished up one of our weekend Saturday-Sunday home doubleheaders. And we've got another one coming up already. Saturday, February 3rd, taking on the Portland Winterhawks. This one is going to be... Uh, man, the, the last game versus the Portland Winterhawks was one of the most exciting games of the season, the overtime win at home, and it's a TV game. And I don't say that because it gives you an excuse to stay home and watch it on TV. I'm saying that because you have a chance to come out, be on TV, make some noise, help us be loud for the showing that'll be broadcasted across the region. If you're unable to join us at the Accessor Shower Center, you can always watch it locally on Fox 13 Plus. It's also our Fred Meyer food drive. Make sure you bring out non-perishable goods, deposit them into the Fred Meyer containers, 
as you enter into the Excesso Showwear Center. We will wrap up that weekend, Sunday, February 4th, when the T-Birds take on the Victoria Royals. I was about to say the Victoria Royals, who we're battling uh, with for a playoff spot, until I realized that the Royals, at 54 points, are fifth in the Western Conference and second-best record in the BC division. So Everett, Prince George, Portland, Victoria. About as tough of a Western Conference stretch as you can get at home over the next week. But the way that this team is playing, the way that they've looked since getting some of those players back healthy, the way that Scott Ratzlaff is playing in goal, I don't expect we'll see 9-3 games. That was a that was a long weekend, so many games in a row. There's going to be more games in a row coming up here. But I think that we have the opportunity to see some really exciting games at the Excesso Showwear Center this coming week. A reminder, tickets online is always at seattlethunderbirds.com. Or if you want to get a group together, you get group great group rates. Just call the T-Birds office. Ask for Dylan or Brittany. And they can tell you about all the great opportunities about bringing out a group to Seattle Thunderbirds hockey. And how you can take advantage of great savings there. All right. Well, that'll do it. Another episode in the books. Thank you so much for listening wherever you tuned in with us. If you're listening on Apple, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to to leave us a rating. Drop a comment in there into the rating. Let us know what you thought of the episode, what you think of how the season's going, anything you want. Text us, as always, 253-656-6618. If you have other nominees or other awards you'd like to hand out for this season so far for the Seattle Thunderbirds, love to hear about some of those other awards, other players. What else are you looking at? What else are you excited about heading into the final stretch? Seattle, 39 games played this season. Despite the Spok- Outside of the Spokane Chiefs, who are... Six points ahead of them with two games in hand. Everybody else has played 44, 43, 45, 46, 44. Seattle with some games in hand. Some opportunities to climb the Western Conference standings. And we can't wait to have you here with us along for the ride. As well as live at the Accesso Showwear Center as we close out the 2023-2024 season. And make a push for the playoffs. Remember to follow along on social media at Seattle Thunderbirds on Facebook and Instagram, at Seattle T Birds on X and Snapchat, online, SeattleThunderbirds.com. Next week coming up, we are gonna talk. We've got another player interview. Got a chance to talk with the line mate pairing of T Birds. First half MVP, Jeremy Hansel. Got to speak with Sawyer Minio. That interview coming up breaking down more Thunderbirds hockey, the exciting week that it will be. But that'll do it for this episode. T-Birds fans, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, thank you so much. Hope you have an awesome week, an awesome weekend. We'll see you back at the show real soon. For now, keep flying, T-Birds fans.